We are very blessed to be in Utah. We have one of the last citizen legislatures in the country, really. It gives us this unique ability to come up here, do the work of the people, but then go back to our districts and live with the work that we do. This week, the legislature officially convened for the start of the 2022 legislative general session. Over the course of the 45-day session, state lawmakers will hear proposals and pass legislation which aims to address some of the most important issues to citizens of the state. Representative Brad Wilson, Speaker of the Utah House of Representatives, joins us today to discuss the policy priorities for the House Majority Caucus and the specific issues we can expect the legislature to tackle over the next six weeks. Speaker Wilson, thank you so much for taking the time today. It's good to be with you. Thanks for having me. So, Speaker, I know that you've been asked this question dozens of times over the last several weeks, but what issues do you see as the most pressing policy challenges headed into this 2022 general session? Well, we're excited to get to work uh, and do the people's business during the general session. And uh, this time of the year in January, I think lawmakers actually sort of get relieved when the session starts because we can be singular in focus and and really get uh, to work. And there's there's five big themes that we're uh, going to be focusing on uh, from my perspective. And let me just kind of share with you what they are and, and, and fill in the blanks just a little bit and provide some color. So the, the first is water. And really, the, the, the big issue there is how do we conserve water in a more effective way and uh, optimize the water that we already have to make it go farther? And there's lots of reasons for that, including we're in a, a long a drought cycle, but also we've seen the levels of the Great Salt Lake uh, decreasing to a point where they've never been this low since the pioneers arrived in the Salt Lake Valley. So there's a lot of concern uh, about that issue. The second big headline issue uh, for this session is making Utah a little bit more affordable for people. You know, whether it's housing or childcare or even just keeping up with the rising cost of everything for state employees, how do we make sure we keep Utah an affordable place for for everybody in the state? And I would put under that same headline of making Utah affordable, a tax cut uh, for every Utah uh, is out there. The third big area that we're excited to focus on is education and modernizing our education in this hopefully post-pandemic world uh, that we've seen as our education system has been disrupted and and really taking advantage of uh, the opportunities to innovate and also um, make sure we're funding education uh, in a way that's fair for every Utah. The fourth area that we're really going to be putting a lot of effort into this session is keeping Utah, Utah, maintaining the Utah way. And it's ensuring that our transportation and recreation infrastructure uh, is, is keeping up with our growth, keeping the federal government in check, and even managing uh, our criminal justice system as it's had a lot of pressures put on it over the last couple of years. And last but not least, uh, one thing that we're really excited about is looking at these big generational investments that are going to pay dividends for our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids, areas like the point of the mountain and the massive development that's going to occur there, primarily, though, in a high-tech space that's going to create great uh, jobs for people, but also uh, have recreation and cultural opportunities uh, involved as well. So those are some of the big themes heading into this session. So last week, the House Majority Caucus released a policy booklet which identifies these strategic objectives as priorities for the caucus and details how the House plans to address these issues. 
Can you talk a little bit about how the House Majority Caucus identified these five main areas of focus and the work that has gone into these efforts over the last year? Well, you kind of build layer upon layer uh, with these priorities that you'll see in, in our document. But, but really, the work begins right after last year's general session ended. Uh, we started talking with our committee chairs and other members of leadership about what they felt like the big issues of the day were going to be for the future. And we had really good discussions about what do we want the state of Utah to look like in 20 or 30 years. Um, and really, how do we put our fingerprints on that to do it in a way that uh, shows we're being very thoughtful and deliberate about helping lead into the future? And then we built upon that working with other members of the legislature until we came up with these policy pillars that we've just talked about. So in some of your previous interviews, you've talked about how government, and in particular the legislature, is a very reactive body by design. How do you feel that this reactive or responsive nature has helped shape some of these policy priorities? Well, it's really our job to do kind of two things at once. One is to be responsive to what's going on in the world around us and make sure we're taking care of the issues of the day, but also at the same time to be looking out on the horizon. And so really the, the trick is to balance that out. And if you do one uh, at the expense of the other, you're really not doing your job as a lawmaker, in my opinion. So we worked really hard over the last couple of years to balance that. And that is tricky during a global pandemic. But uh, I think you can see from the objectives and the policy pillars in this document that we've done a pretty good job of balancing the issues of today and also the the issues that are going to head towards us tomorrow. So a little bit more specifically, uh, how do you feel the legislature best can be proactive at addressing some of these kind of generational problems that we're seeing here in the state, whether that be affordability or water or any of these other issues? How can government be a little bit more proactive in that regard? Well, it's probably more of an art than a science in many different ways. But what, uh, what we do is we look at all the forces that are kind of bearing down on us. And we also get really good data uh, from groups and organizations that forecast population growth, where people are going to live, uh, look at our constraints, and then we start to say, all right, how's this all adding up? What does that future look like if we don't do any big interventions? And then we start to say, if we do have some interventions, what would those be and how would they improve the quality of life for Utahns? And really, it's an iterative process, but that's the way we, we do it. Earlier this month, you convened the first ever Great Salt Lake Summit to highlight specifically the water, economic, and quality of life concerns surrounding the diminishing lake levels, showing that the issue is pretty near and dear to you personally. Are there any other of these policies that you are especially excited to see the legislature address over the next several weeks? Well, you will hear us uh, talking a lot about how do we conserve more water, uh, up and down the Wasatch Front. I mean, Utahns did a remarkable job in 2021 using less water. And uh, we had a few brown lawns here and there, uh, but that was probably the right price to pay to make sure we could keep water flowing uh, to our homes and, and businesses. Um, there's going to be more talk about how we can conserve more water. Um, and then also, uh, specifically, how can we support those in agriculture who are very willing partners to optimize their water use? And uh, we've made some investments in that already. We've shown that uh, you can have a significant uh, 
impact in terms of using less water for an agricultural or a ranching operation, but it does take some investment. And so we're going to see some grant programs, hopefully, that help help do that. Agriculture uses about three quarters of the water in the state. So making a little difference in agriculture and ranching uh, makes a big difference in the amount of water that flows to the Great Salt Lake and our other lakes. So other than just this, this kind of water policy bucket, uh, what are some of the other things that you are personally excited to see come out of this upcoming legislative session? Well, I would say, first of all, you kind of never know what's coming at you until you get uh, started. So uh, that's part of the anticipation and uh, what makes it interesting up here. But uh, there are some other areas that I think uh, are really going to be important. First and foremost, the uh, unprecedented amount of one-time money that's come coming into state coffers because of all this federal government money printing that's been happening. And uh, we're going to see a significant amount of money. Most of it's probably not sustainable money. It's, it's short-term in nature. And we're going to have to determine the highest and best use of that money and how to put that money uh, to work, including a tax cut, uh, but also some needs that the state has because of our growth. And I just kind of put kind of a fun area under that category, which is we made the largest investment in outdoor recreation infrastructure in the state's history last year, but it wasn't enough. Uh, we need to do more of that so people have places to camp and there's trails to hike on. And when you go to the lake, uh, there's a way to get on and off the lake, uh, different areas like that. So hopefully we can build upon that. Speaker, how would you recommend members of the public should engage with the legislature throughout this lawmaking process over the next month or so? Well, the House of Representatives and the Senate, uh, members of both chambers really uh, do come up here uh, and are amazing public servants. And uh, we're at our best when we're listening to and working with our constituents. Sometimes it's hard because there's a lot of requests, uh, but uh, you will find, I think, that if you reach out to your representative or senator and let them know that you're a member of their district and a constituent, that they will really do their very best to listen to your concerns. And you know, email, text, call are the best ways. And uh, most of the time you'll hear back from us. So I would encourage people to do that. le.utah.gov, um, one of the best, if not the best legislative website in the country. And I'm not just saying that, it's award-winning, uh, is the place that I would start uh, to kind of figure out what we're doing. You can see all the bills, listen to floor debate, watch floor debate, listen to committees, all of those things. That's, that's your portal into what we do up here. Now, last year, because of COVID, uh, we moved a lot of these committee hearings online as well for members of the public to be able to participate, even if they couldn't physically be up here at the Capitol. Will that practice still be in place going forward? You know, it, it will. We thought uh, just a few months ago we'd turn the page on that and be back to in-person only, but uh, COVID has uh, come back at us, and so we're going to, at least for the first uh, few weeks, if not more, of the session, give people that online option as well. Is there anything else you would like to communicate to Utahns as we get underway here with the legislative session? Well, I get the opportunity to, to see legislatures and work with speakers of the House from all over the country. And I will tell you this, we are very blessed to be in Utah. We have one of the last citizen legislatures in the country, really, and uh, shortest legislative sessions in the country. It gives us this unique ability to come up here, do the work of the people, but then go back to our districts and live with the work that we do. And that's the way that I think our founders envisioned this type of work. And it's really the secret sauce uh, to what we do here. So 
Uh, I'm just really, really impressed with all the people that serve, and uh, I hope that people can engage, our citizens can engage with us and help us do a better job. Thank you, Speaker. If you would like to learn more about the House Majority Caucus's 2022 legislative priorities, you can find out more by going to our website at house.utah.gov. The full policy priority blueprint is available for you to read and discover how lawmakers plan to address critical challenges over the next six weeks. Speaker Wilson, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you.